Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Belisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Welcome to this week's episode of the Penn State Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Taylor, and on this week's episode, I spoke with Matthew McAllister about the graduate program here at the Belisario College of Communications. My name is Matt McAllister. I am a professor in the Department of Film, Video, and Media Studies in the Belisario College of Communications, and I am also the graduate programs chair in the college. And could you explain what your role is in that graduate uh, programs chair? So one of the things that makes our uh, graduate program unique in the Belisario College is that we're at the PhD level and the MA level, we're college-wide graduate programs. And so that means that we pull from the resources of the uh, entire college in terms of faculty and um, coursework. And so my job is to help coordinate that, to make sure that uh, uh, people get in uh, um, who uh, are the best fit for us and that people uh, get through the program um, uh, when they're supposed to and that uh, uh, we make sure that we kind of uh, create um, the, just an infrastructure for them to succeed. Yeah, and I know you've like started teaching in like 1983, is it? Uh, As a teaching assistant? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. Yeah, I've been in the business for a while. Um, my first uh, full-time faculty uh, position uh, was in 1990 at Denison University. I taught for many years at Virginia Tech, uh, but I've been at Penn State since uh, 2004. And what kind of drew you to this, like, education as what you wanted to do? Uh, I, I like talking about media. You know, when I, when I first went to college, I thought I might want to work in television. And I did some media jobs here and there, but um, uh, I really liked talking about the media and researching the media. And, you know, in communication, you get to teach really fun classes, like classes about television or film. And so uh, it's, it just has always been something I've loved to do. And what would you say, like, your favorite part about education is or like being that teacher? Uh, I'd say it's um, having conversations with students uh, where they bring in their knowledge about media and uh, maybe you can introduce uh, other perspectives on that knowledge and it's it really kind of uh, that, that sort of conversation helps me to figure out what's going on right now and and I hope that you know in our conversation we both learn more about what's going on in, in our media lives. And what kind of drew you to academia? Because I know you all, you have a doctor's degree. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so what kind of made you like, like what about academia kind of intrigued you? Uh, I think that uh, one thing about academics is that it, it allows you to um, look at whatever it is that you're teaching about or researching from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, it allows you to go in depth or it allows you to put things in different contexts and so I really enjoy that part about um, media studies and academia generally. You know, there's a lot of smart people in academics and they bring in a lot of innovative ideas and a lot of, again, in-depth analysis or a lot of very broad perspectives. And so I just like being in that kind of environment and engaging with students and the uh, colleagues I work with uh, in these kind of pretty broad, 
perspectives that are both uh, in depth and have a lot of breadth, both at the same time. And like, what would you say made you go? I need a graduate degree, or like, what made you kind of go say, "I'm going to go get my master's. I'm going to go get my doctorate." Right. Uh, well, you know, when I first started college, I thought, you know, I wanted to work in television. But um, I ran in, I had a conversation with one of the academic advisors, just like in the Belisario College. You yeah. know, we have a really great uh, group of academic advisors. And at Purdue, uh, one of them said to me that I ought to think about graduate school. And so that kind of planted the seed. That was probably my sophomore year. And then I started thinking about it more and um, kind of paying more attention to how one does research. And, um, you know, then from there, I, I, I stayed at Purdue and got a master's degree and decided that's what I wanted to do, to go for a doctorate and, and teach uh, at a university. I mean, when, one thing I guess you could say is that I found a way never to leave college. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am, still there. And I know during this time, you, you wrote, you wrote, you've written a book and you've co-edited some, some other books. That's um, right, that's right. One of the books, uh, just the name grabbed me, yeah. or two of them actually. Right. Uh, you're the author of The Commercialization of American Culture. Right. Uh, could you kind of explain what that book is about and how you kind of got into that? Right. And uh, so that I, I wrote The Commercialization of American Culture in the 1990s. And there, was a lot of go and there was a lot going on in the advertising industry then. And really the book kind of tries to understand that and figure out what are some effects of that and why it's happening. You know, we had really the growth of product placement and sports sponsorship and uh, advertising in various other kinds of social places like advertising in schools or advertising in airports. And so I really saw a lot of things happening that were kind of tied together because it all ultimately also came down to, um, you know, uh, the growth of the internet and uh, the um, development of cable television and the pretty standard use of the remote control on television. And I think all those things came together to kind of cause advertising to uh, um, branch out and, and try techniques they hadn't done before. And I was mostly interested in the social and cultural impact of that. That is, what does that mean for our lives to have advertising in different social places or to have advertising in our movies? Um, and I, I saw that as not always good. And so I, I tried to just parse out what are some of the implications of advertising expanding uh, the way it did. And you know, little did I know that the internet was gonna explode the way it did and you know that now we have advertising on social media, and we have advertising as a way to kind of collect information about consumers, and uh, you know we, it really um, you know kept going. You know some of the trends that I noticed, and other people did too, uh, really started to snowball. Then, uh, could you maybe like name one of the like a specific trend that outside of like the internet growing or like something that that you maybe called, I guess. Right. Well, just the idea. So um, on the internet, you've got. Um, what I would call pretty um, invasive advertising techniques, things like native advertising, where the ads are meant to look like a web page, or content marketing, where they create whole web pages just around uh, an advertising brand, uh, or viral campaigns, things like that. And you started to see those sort of things happening in the 80s and 90s. Uh, so I don't know if I would say I. You know, I predicted that it was going to explode the way it did, but I saw roots of things like that in the 80s and 90s. Okay, and then the second book is the one you co-edited, and it's Comics and Ideology. Yeah, right. So that one, obviously, kind of grabbed comics. And all, right, so, right, yeah. Right. Could you kind of say, what was that? What was your thinking in that book? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a book I co-edited with uh, Ian Gordon and Ed Sewell. And, it, you know, one of the things about any kind of form of communication is that 
they tell stories and often those stories have morals and in those morals we um, often learn about you know what kind of practices are acceptable and what kind of practices aren't acceptable or we learn about what kind of people are heroes and what kind of people are villains and you know uh, how are uh, things created that cause problems and then how are solutions created that help uh, take care of those problems and any form of media is like this we learn those lessons from film and we learn those lessons from television but we also learn those lessons from comics you know comic book stories or comic strips and so what this book was designed to do was explore what are the messages about society that comic, comic books and comic strips tell? And um, in those stories, who do we think um, is, has social power and who doesn't have social power? And uh, what do comics say about if that's okay or if that's not okay? So, for example, you know, what are the stories about women that comics tell? Or what are the stories about people of color that comics tell? Or what are the stories about the poor that comics tell? And sometimes they tell stories that are sympathetic with those groups. Sometimes they tell stories that are not so sympathetic with those groups. So the book was really designed to explore that sort of perspective on comics. And would you say, um, you, were you pursuing those books as a graduate student or after you had already graduated your uh, graduate degrees? Right. Like, did the graduate program kind of help you? Like get the, and get those opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, the my interest in comics that definitely started in graduate school. I, I wrote. I used a couple of classes to write papers on comic books and and their cultural implications. And I I've continued with that to this day. So I mean, what you know, I went to. I got my PhD at the University of Illinois, uh, the Institute of Communications Research. And there, there was a you know. A, bunch of really smart scholars, both people I went to school with as well as the faculty. And uh, it really kind of cultivated um, a perspective on how to ask questions, how to uh, make sure you're talking about things that are significant about media, how to look at media in different ways, how to take a historical perspective on media. And so it was a great environment for me to kind of learn how to um, develop those ideas after I left grad school. Of course, when you know, you're a professor in other universities, they expect you to do research. And so I, I felt like my graduate program really gave, gave me a foundation to keep asking those kind of questions about media. And would you say that's kind of a similar situation uh, here at Penn State or at, in the Donald, Donald P. Belisario College of Communications? Yeah, what we try to do in the Belisario College graduate programs is you know, help students achieve whatever goals they have in their graduate program. You know, one of the things I ask students interested in graduate school is, what do you want this graduate program to do for you? And there's a lot of different questions and answers to that. They might say, I, you know, I really want uh, graduate school to help me develop particular professional skills. You know, that's a little bit more characteristic of the master's program than it is the PhD program. But we've had PhD students um, graduate and then go on and get jobs in industry. And they, came, they come out knowing, uh, you know, some very in-depth knowledge of, you know, how to analyze websites and how to uh, do usability studies and how to construct surveys and uh, experiments and, and do marketing research. And we've had students that uh, really want to learn um, the scholarly side of media, that want to learn how to do media history or how to analyze uh, media from a policy perspective how to do um, media effects using social science techniques or 
you know, how to look at how media constructs meaning in our lives and, and what would be more interpretive approaches to media. So really, what we try to do is offer a lot of different tools for our graduate students. And then what we look to the graduate students to do, and they do it spectacularly, is to pick up those tools that we offer them and develop them more uh, to sharpen the blades of the tools or to refine them so they can use them in ways that other people maybe haven't before. And again, our graduate students are very innovative and whatever opportunities we create for them, they maximize and expand in, in many ways well beyond what we could have ever imagined. I mean, they're, they're, they're great in really giving some, um, taking what we offer them and then and, and so developing in ways we didn't predict. And would you say today um, more people are going to grad school maybe for professional skills than say um, the more media criticism lane? Well, I think, you know, at the master's level, you know, you get a lot of people going to a master's degree for a, a bunch of different reasons. And, um, you know, uh, some students will come here to, to go that professional route. Um, but also, you know, in, in the Ph.D., there's, there still is a lot of jobs in the field of communication. I mean, you can, you know, there's a lot, sometimes there's a lot of gloom and doom about the future of academia and the fact that, you know, certain fields, you know, don't have a lot of professor jobs, but it's not true in communication. In communication right now, there still are a lot, there's still a lot of hiring going there for brand new assistant professors. And so a lot of the students we attract at the PhD level, I think most of them want a job in academia. Uh, but we, again, we still will get ones who they come here and they'll want to work in doing um, analysis for NBC or working for Facebook or for Amazon. And, um, and our graduates have gotten jobs in all those areas all the, for all those companies. And kind of bringing it in from a more meta place, what would you say, like, what's the process to get into the Belisario College's grad, grad, grad school? Right. Well, of course, we have a, a well-developed website uh, that helps students um, walk, you know, work through the process. Um, but, you know, what you want to do is you want to uh, uh, look at uh, whatever graduate program you're interested in. I hope people are interested in the Belisario College grad programs. Uh, you know, take a look at what specifically is required, because not all graduate programs will require the same things. Uh, and, and also, uh, different graduate programs will have different deadlines. For our PhD program, the deadline is December 15th. And for the uh, MA program, uh, the Masters of Arts program, the deadline is February 1st. So you want to make sure, obviously, that you keep an eye on deadlines and, um, you know, uh, look ahead to make sure you can get everything lined up before something is due. But then I would, I would also, you know, take a look at what's required. And again, different programs will require different things. We require the GRE. Um, we require that you turn in a writing sample, you turn in a resume, uh, you uh, uh, arrange to have three letters of recommendation sent. And then you also um, develop a personal statement where you talk about what your career goals are, what you see the graduate program doing for you, and then why our particular graduate program would be the place for you given those career goals. And then kind of backing up, I know you talked a little bit about your duty, like your, your role, but what are like your day-to-day -day duties? Okay, okay. Uh, a, a lot of thing, a lot of uh, what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is I'll, I'll meet and talk with the graduate students to see how they're doing or to see if there's some kind of issue I can help them with. Sometimes it might be just, you know, um, uh, how to, uh, what, what courses we're going to be offering in the future or uh, how to help them meet um, 
uh, uh, policies of the graduate programs. You know, here in the Bellasari College, we have a great group of support staff for the graduate program. We have Chris Cooper, who's our coordinator of graduate education. We have Lacey Miller, who's an administrative support person for the program. Uh, Ford Risley is our associate dean of undergraduate and graduate education. And so uh, those three, Chris, Lacey, and Ford, and myself, we meet often to talk about, you know, what are, what are things we need to be working on, uh, you know, looking to schedule meetings to meet with graduate students, to meet with the graduate faculty, to make sure we're in compliance with graduate policy, to look ahead and see, you know, what's coming up, whether it's scheduling courses or working on the admission cycle um, or, you know, making sure that students are moving along to graduate. There's a, there's a lot of things to maneuver and, and I, you know, I, I hope that we do a good job of creating a supportive system where you know students really can concentrate on their studies and we take care of the paperwork and make sure that the road is clear for them uh, to get their degree um, you know promptly and so that sounds like a lot of just coordinating stuff what would you say is like the hardest part of or the most difficult part of well, I mean, it's a, it's a, definitely it's a challenging job. You know, it's, it's a challenging job being a graduate student. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a challenging job being a graduate faculty and being in graduate administration. And, you know, Penn State, you know, is a big university, has a lot of rules. And so we want to make sure we're in compliance with those rules. And we just want to make sure that um, students are, again, moving along the way they should, hitting, hitting their milestones and, um, you know, moving along toward their degree. Because, you know, it's it's... It's a lot of work and we want to make sure students are successful. So, you know, that would be some of the hardest part is just making sure everything's going smoothly and, and that, uh, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and, and everything's going well. But it's, it's you know, Penn State uh, does its best to make that as easy as possible um, to make sure you, you're following the rules and that everybody's moving ahead. Um, can I talk about the best yeah, part of the yeah, job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the best part of the job is, I mean, our graduate students, and this is true for the master's students and PhD students, are really amazing. Uh, some of our best teachers are graduate students in the Belisario College. Uh, some of our most productive researchers are graduate students, and this is both for the master's and PhD. And some of our most active citizens are graduate students. That is, people who are involved in the Belisario College, but also involved in university initiatives and involved in the profession that is involved at various conferences and reviewing for journals and um, you know, working on ways to make the profession and really society better. It's amazing what, uh, what our graduate students accomplish. Uh, when I look back on you know, end of year reports that we have to turn in, uh, it, I just am completely humbled. I mean, we attract a great crop of graduate students each year and they're all, um, they all maximize, again, their opportunities. And, uh, you know, really what I think we all hope for, and I think we're often proven right, uh, is that our graduate students will do better than us when they leave. That is, they'll produce better research. They'll be better teachers. Uh, and you know what? They, they are. I mean, they're, they're great. And, can, and you talked about it uh, First, you saw you said being a grad student is hard, and then you also talked about the, the achievements that comes with being a grad student here. So, could you kind of talk about like just the typical, maybe life? I mean, obviously it varies depending on mm -hmm. your specialty, but the typical right. life of like a grad student. Well, I mean, it, you know, graduate school is not easy. Uh, you really have to learn how to balance a lot of different things. You know, they oftentimes are taking courses. 
they often are on an assistantship where they have assistantship duties, and that might be helping a professor in their class, or it might be working with one of our research centers, like the Page Center or the Davis Center, the Davis Institute. Um, it might be um, teaching their own class. Uh, and then, in addition to those two things, taking classes and teaching their own classes, there's other things they have to do to get their degree. They have to take comprehensive exams. They have to write a thesis or dissertation. And in addition to that, many of them are working on their own research that's independent of those things. So that's a lot going on. Um, and it's, it's uh, you know, I know that it, it's, it can be challenging sometimes, uh, but they completely step up to the plate. I mean, again, it's, it's humbling to see all that they accomplish and, uh, and, the, and this, the extreme high quality of what they accomplish. It, our grad student, I would put our grad students up against any program in terms of the quantity and quality of what they produce. And what would you say like the major goal? I mean, you, you talked about it, you know, you guys want to have the, the best research, the best students, but yeah. if you had to maybe like make a, I guess a mission statement of what the Belisario College is, grad school, right? like what's, what's the statement? What's the major goal? I would say really the major goal of our graduate programs is just to cultivate that love of learning among our graduate students, that they, they really continue to have a passion for contributing to a society in a you know, scholarly way or in a way that helps professions do better, um, that you know, cultivates sometimes a love of teaching or uh, producing quality work where we learn more about media. And then many of them you know, want to translate that activity to help um, media organizations do better. And so that's really what I see is the main goal is to help them do all of those things, to help them make media institutions and our media lives better. And what would you say to someone who's in between de deciding if they're going to go to grad school or they're just going to go into the job market? What would you say would be the plus of maybe getting a graduate degree? Right. Well, again, you know, if, if somebody's interested in graduate school, the, the question I ask is, you know, ask yourself what you want to do and then how the graduate degree would help you. And, and there might be different answers to that question. Maybe they need to be credentialed. Maybe in what they want to go to, they need a master's degree. Maybe they need a particular kind of skill that they didn't have as much at their undergraduate um, degree that they, need, that they see a, um, a graduate program giving them. Or maybe they want to go, maybe they want to use a master's degree uh, to set up another kind of degree, like a, a law degree or a medical degree. Um, and, or maybe they want to go into academia. So a the, the question, the first thing I would recommend is this, some self-reflection. Where do I see myself going? And then how can a graduate degree help get me there? And is a graduate degree a better option than just going straight into whatever activity I'm interested in? Uh, and then if you decide, yes, I am interested in graduate school, you just have to understand that there's a lot of different graduate programs out there. And I think that's more true for communication and a lot of other fields. You know, you, you look at any given university and what their communication, organ, how they've structured their communication uh, departments and curriculum, it can be very different than what we have at Penn State. And one university you're looking at could be very different from a third university compared to Penn State and that other one. So, you know, one thing I would say is, you know, look around, see what programs are out there, see which ones best match your skills. And then, the other, and then with that, I would say, and keep an, keep an eye out on funding. Uh, you know, I, I really don't think that most people who want to get a communication degree, I don't think they should have to pay for it. I think they sh there's enough good graduate programs in communication that offer funding, and that's at the master's level and the PhD, that you should be able to find a program that will help fund you. 
Um, so, but that's a lot of research because there's a lot of programs out there and they're called different names and they're organized differently. So I would say if you're really interested in, in graduate school, sit down, maybe talk to some professors. You know, certainly students interested in graduate programs can talk to me. You know, I'll talk about Penn State, but I'll talk about other programs and just see what's out there, what's the best option for me. And then, and then after you collect all that information, decide, you know, is it time to really apply or not? And, and you know, it, sometimes it's good to keep your, your options open. And just because you apply to a program or two, uh, doesn't mean you have to go there. So, you know, in some ways, applying helps keep uh, potential uh, roads you can walk down um, clear. And what would you say, like, what would you give some advice to maybe a first year grad student? Uh, that uh, here, uh, yeah, that's that's a really good question. You know, you know that that first year of grad school, and I think it's true for master students, and I think it's true of PhDs. That first year, it can be challenging. You're doing a lot of adjustment. Uh, sometimes you're learning a new place. Sometimes you're learning a new country. Uh, often you are uh, uh, taking classes where those classes are a little bit more challenging than what you were used to before. Um, you're learning the culture of a program. You're getting to know new people. Um, and sometimes it, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Uh, sometimes people think um, that they don't deserve to be there. That, you know, there's something called imposter syndrome that you, know, you think, oh, you know, I, uh, I fooled them. I, they let me in. They shouldn't have let me in. I'm not as smart as everybody else. But the thing is, everybody feels that way. I mean, literally every single person uh, feels that way. And, and faculty, frankly, still feel that way. <laughs> so I would just say that first year, you know, just... Try to, you know, plan, plan your schedule, you know, day at a time, uh, you, know, uh, you know, don't get discouraged, make friends, because one of the main things about graduate school is that it's a great place to make lifelong friends, uh, and just be aware that the program wouldn't have let you in if they didn't think you deserved to be there. Uh, believe me, we spend a lot of time making sure we're letting in the right people. And um, you just have to take that on faith that we, it is our job to make sure you're, you succeed and we are going to do our best to make sure you succeed. We want you to succeed. Um, and so when things get tough, just remember that you deserve to be there. And, and yes, that first semester is tough, but, but you know, people get through it and, and things start to get a little easier and you start to then after that focus more on what you want to do, you start to develop where you see yourself going. Um, and, you know, for, for the great majority of people, it starts to get easier. And uh, the Belisario Media Center is being built. Right. How, how will the grad program kind of utilize that, that, new, right. that new asset? Right, right. Well, there's been a lot of changes, you know, in the Belisario College in the last few years, and there will be in the next couple of years, and that includes in the graduate program. So one thing we did this year is we moved all of the graduate students who are on assistantship uh, two office spaces in the ground floor of the Carnegie Building. They didn't used to be there. They used to be off campus. And so that's been a big and wonderful change for us. Now everybody is, is starting to be close to Carnegie. Now the next step is to get Willard's renovation all done, the, the media center. And what, what, is, what that's going to do for us, and uh, you know we're still um, a year or two away from that, a year away, and what that's going to do for us is it's going to uh, get some faculty closer to Carnegie because some faculty have had to have be in temporary office spaces. That'll be a big relief um, to get everybody just closer, and we're all excited about that. But the other thing that is going to be in the media, media center is the Media Effects Research Lab. Uh, it's called Merle. 
And that's where uh, researchers uh, conduct research, um, and it, it's going to be kind of a multimedia research facility. And right now, it's a little bit far away from Carnegie. It's in temporary space. And it'll be great to have that um, be in the media lab in the Willard building. And, uh, you know, it'll be cutting edge equipment. And, you know, we just see that that's just going to make things all work in a more kind of synergistic way. And, um, you know, things are, are, are going great now, but it's going to be even better uh, when uh, Willard is done, when the media center is done. Okay, and did you have anything else you maybe wanted to say to maybe prospective grad students or anyone, uh, alumni maybe listening that may want to come back or anything like that? Yeah, um, so anybody is interested in the graduate program, I encourage them, of course, to check out our website. I encourage them to reach out to me uh, and uh, you know talk more about what we can offer um, as both a Master's of Arts program and a PhD program. Uh, you know, there's a lot of information on our website, a lot of uh, description of the kind of work we do. You know, we, we are on social media. You know, we have a Twitter account. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just check us out and reach out. And, um, uh, and if you are looking at Penn State, thanks for considering us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.